Hello and welcome to episode two of the Northern Podcast, Take One Million. <laughs> um, as you can tell, we probably don't have the best studio for doing a podcast or anything like that, that sort. So we're bound to have technical difficulties and <laughs> we've been having that today. The, the second episode trying to record it just annoying stuff happening here and there but we're gonna try and power through it this is the third take hopefully it goes well um and we've been uh just having yeah knock on wood <laughs> i mean really um but going forward we're gonna try and uh i guess we can get into talking about the super bowl that happened over the weekend Josh, what are your thoughts? Well, it's good that these uh, technical difficulties have been such a long process to get through that I completely forgot about everything we talked about from our first <laughs> take. So I feel refreshed and uh, yeah. I Wait, from from which take? The first one? Or the second take two hundred and thirty-seven. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't really remember what we talked about on that one. But yeah, no. Um, but we'll talk about. Uh, we'll try to power through it, and uh, I guess we can move on to talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, what'd you think about this weekend? What'd you think about the game? Uh, I guess we can get into it. Um, did you think Pat Mahomes deserved to be the MVP of the game? Uh, first of all, I want to say that got my prediction right from last week. You did. You so did get my, the prediction correct. My, uh, my hot streak continues going all the way back to predicting when the Flames would get bounced in the first exit a year ago. Well, I predicted that too. Well, yeah. I said the Flames were pretenders last year in the playoffs, and that ended up being well. We both. I was calling it since January 2019. Okay, I see. I see where you're coming from. And then that actually happened, so that was good. But then I didn't predict the World Series right. Predicted the Ravens getting choked or choking. So Uh, you should buy a lottery ticket then. And I will be nowhere close to winning that. (laughs) As soon as I start putting money on my predictions, they will seize my powers do you remember last year what i was doing to like try and will the leafs to win so when i was like betting on the other team to win yeah well i mean it's smart but anyway um it's a pretty good game a little bit unlively i'd say in the first quarter he had a couple interceptions um but everything really came alive in the second quarter i guess everyone got hyped up after the halftime show the apparently controversial halftime show. I have a confession to make. <laughs> oh, you have a confession to make relating to the halftime show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared to hear this. That's nothing bad. Well, okay. depending on who you ask. I actually didn't even watch it. Oh, I yeah. slept right through it. You said that. You you slept through that. I was exhausted that day, and, and football I mean, ceased to be playing. I just literally was on the couch, and I woke up, and I don't know what happened. I just saw Jimmy G running back on the field, and I forgot all about it. Then I saw Twitter going in a frenzy, and I quickly found out why. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can totally see why you fell asleep. I mean, Big Boy wasn't there this year. There was no Maroon 5. <laughs> Your, your, all your favorite acts were not there. So, I mean, it was truly a year to sleep through it. Because um, boys like you. <laughs> well, I mean, I think my favorite trend from the Super Bowl was seeing all of the people with selfies inside their car with sunglasses on as their profile picture, complaining about the, uh, <laughs> complaining about the halftime show. Uh, saying that they, my I had my children watching the halftime show, and this was egregious. I didn't <laughs> think that. Calm was down, Karen. <laughs> exactly, a lot of Karens on the internet were complaining. Um, but no, I I thought it was a fine halftime show. I really liked it. Um, for uh, <laughs> many different factors, many different reasons. Oh I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I even tweeted out. I forgot how attracted I was to Shakira. Um, that was it was a great show overall. Um, definitely beats last year's. I was obviously joking about <laughs> Big Boy and and Maroon Five. That's probably up there for one of the worst Super Bowl acts. Big Boy was the one that drove out on the car, right? Yeah, the big puffy <laughs> jacket. It's arguably the best part of that halftime show. I think my favorite tweet from that halftime show last year was, um, I forget who it was. Maybe you can remind me who it was. And they're like, big boy is the only one to save this halftime show. 
Oh, everyone was saying that. Cause it, <laughs> it was so subpar that like people actually got hyped when Big Boy came out in this. <laughs> if Big Boy is supposed to save your halftime show, you were probably doing it wrong. I don't even know why he was there. Is he from? <laughs> is he from Atlanta? Like I don't, I don't know. know. I think it he was must be. Well, they didn't initially. They didn't want Maroon Five to do the halftime Shocker. show. It was just Adam Levine, though. Like it was just. Well, they no, but they didn't want him. He wasn't the initial act. Apparently, they asked other acts to do it, and they refused because of all the protests and stuff, right? With the, with the Colin Kaepernick stuff. So a lot of the acts that they asked, like oh. initially, didn't didn't feel comfortable like doing the Super Bowl. So then Maroon Five was like their plan D or C or whatever for for acts to go on, and they were able to get Travis Scott to agree. And I guess Travis Scott got Big Boy to show up in his car. I mean, Big Boy cared enough to just drive on the field and show up. I wonder who their original uh, you know choices were. <laughs> Did, uh, I think my favorite thing about this podcast is now we're just talking about last year's halftime show. Well, the halftime show is a big deal in the Super Bowl. It's going to be like one of the most talked about things. I need to go back and watch because like it's, it's for casuals, like people who don't care about football, always do yeah. it for the halftime show. That's true. And if you blow that, you know that's the big like that's the big uh, catch for a lot of them. And if you mess that up, I mean you're messing that the Super Bowl up for a lot of people. Like when the Black Eyed Peas did it, this apparently people said it ruined their like careers. <laughs> what was what year was that? Oh, it was like. Do you remember what Super Bowl that was? Black Eyed Peas. It was a while. Ago. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> it was when the Black Eyed Peas were big enough to even get on there. So that just tells you how old that's it was. Just, that's a good point. <laughs> there's, there's been there was a run of a few good ones. I think Bruno Mars had won the Bruno better. Mars better Really good one. Lady Gaga did pretty good too back in uh, yeah. Lady Gaga was Houston, good. She did it. In. Other than the meme of her jumping, remember she had the rope attached to her and she jumped from the top of the stage. Oh, the SpongeBob meme. Crawling <laughs> yeah. That was well, weird. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, you're right. The halftime show is a major part of the Super Bowl, and so if they do screw that up, I mean, it, it becomes it, it, it's a big detriment to them. I mean, like you said, that's what a lot of the casuals listen for. And watch for so if they screw that up they're screwing they're they're missing out on a lot of the, the audience that they try i mean i think last year they had a record of low audience brought in I, i'm pretty sure i was reading an article the other day um so no i mean and, and also to that point uh when i was watching the highlights on youtube and the recommended was the halftime show when i was watching the super bowl highlights and the super bowl highlights had like seven or eight million views and the the halftime show had like 15 million views so that yeah. goes to show like the casuals that just tune in more well, for that it's just a just a big concert and, and and also it got like the latina vibe and and um yeah i was about to say that it was actually kind of cool how um you had two acts or two i guess people who were kind of connected to you know like latin america and right. miami's like one of the you know centers of that for like you know yeah americans population and it's close to cuba to miami so like mm-hmm. well and i saw a lot of people that's why people were saying last year's was in atlanta right and they were only able to get like maroon people were like you're telling me the halftime show was in atlanta and you got maroon five to perform it was i'm pretty sure it was in atlanta it was yeah yeah and um they're like you got the, all these great musical acts, and you got Maroon Five to and perform. Big Boy. That's true. I confirmed now looking it up. He's from Savannah, Georgia. So yeah, technically he probably say he's from Atlanta. Oh, that's there you go. Yeah, so I knew he had to be connected to that state somehow. You <laughs> just don't randomly roll just, out Big Boy there. I thought he was just Travis Scott's boy. <laughs> no. There you go. You know, Big Boy's not Travis. <laughs> Travis Scott's not Big Boy's boy. <laughs> Big boy's bigger than Travis Scott. I'm telling you. Um, he's got like one good song. I was looking through his library the other day. He's got about one good song. Well, like only so much of casuals only name Travis Scott as one song. That's really like what it is. I'm loving this intriguing halftime show talk. I thought you started by asking me if I thought Pat Mahomes was the MVP. <laughs> Never answered that, and I just went on random about Big Boy. <laughs> Well, I think we can all agree Big Boy was probably the true MVP of the no, Super Bowl. That halftime show was so bad. <laughs> like even Adam Levine looks so uncomfortable taking his shirt off. Like, 
Well, and that's the point other people were making was, like, okay, so you're calling these women out for like being sexual on stage and, and incorporating that. It's not even like, it wasn't even that bad. Like, And yeah, I know. I, I thought it was pretty tamed actually for what they usually do at some of their concerts and stuff. And I, last year you got Adam Levine just ripping his shirt off. I don't follow any of their concerts. So. <laughs> I've, actually uh, well, never, I've actually never been to a live concert in my Me life. Either. That's how no. exciting we are. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I've probably been to a live concert. I'm just, I'm blanking. Ye old town party, downtown <laughs> does not count. No, I <laughs> think I've been to something. I'll have to rack my brain on that one. But I think overall, it was pretty good. I think it was the best Super Bowl in years, personally. Other Since at least the Philly one two years ago. The Philly one was probably one of the better ones. Yeah, the Philly one was good. It was, it was okay. I mean, I think it was just compared to last year's, it was just so much better. Oh, my God. Last year, like one of those people that, you know, get a hard on for <laughs> defensive football. Oh, my gosh. Well, that and that we talked about that last episode. And I think overall, like, if you're going to have a bad game, at least you can look forward to the halftime performance. And when your halftime performance uh, highlight is big boy wheeling out his uh, Ferrari. That's, that's it was in the Ferrari with some old like Cadillac or something. <laughs> Dude, was, I need to watch this performance. <laughs> I need to go back and watch this. It was also the SpongeBob thing. I think people thought like there's well, gonna I, be the entire like song, like Sweet Victory. Sweet Victory. And it was yeah. just like the intro to like Squidward counting down. Honestly, it was no, it was pref- something stupid. It was like SpongeBob being like, annoying and Squidward like yelling. It was at like him. I thought it was Squidward like one, <laughs> two. No, I don't even think it was that. And then it was like a meteor heading towards Earth. And then they did sicko mode, and they didn't even bring Drake out. <laughs> well, the one thing, too, is that people said Travis Scott sounds so bad alive. Yeah. She did not that. sound very good That's in good that, that uh, performance. That's a good point. But you, you never know. Like I, I haven't really heard any of his live performances. No. It's tough to judge on one. But I think if you're going to do sicko mode, you have to have Drake there. Because his parts are the highlights of the song, really. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been like... Is it been asked to do it? I just I don't know how. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's what I thought about too. I think they're just too almost too big for the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. About like that. a guy like Drake, or even like if you got like Post Malone or something to do it. Like, I think the obviously the want with there and it, the want is there, but I think. <laughs> well, I remember in the uh, Atlanta Super Bowl, everyone wanted Migos to do it because they're from Atlanta too, and they would ne- that, they would never ever allow um i don't know i feel like it's just too i don't know how you like tame their songs yeah like, that's a good like yeah. you can't just be rolling out clean versions where you just stop in the middle of the song like <laughs> like when you hear it on the radio it sounds so bad and it's just like yeah but i feel like right. they could make a way to make it work because they're you know they're such talented artists but i don't know i should probably yeah. stop talking about that yeah i don't know it's <laughs> been about 20 minutes talking about the halftime show so let's move on i mean we could discuss the game if you'd like yeah, I mean, I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's an important part. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, we're a sports podcast. No, no, no. Sports and entertainment is in our logo. Just put that's that true. Out there. That is that is very true, my friend. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about because you you're bigger into football than I am. What did you think of the the George Kittle penalty on that bomb of a throw? like right before the half did you think that should have been a penalty because personally from what i saw yeah I, th- I think it should be from what i've read and everything it, it should be do you uh, remember what i'm talking about briefly yeah i just remember there's a few controversies in that game we'll get to that you oh, know, inner out touchdown ah, okay well i'll start with the kittle thing first before sure. i go on that one that one was the bigger one the touchdown one obviously yeah, yeah. i don't know it's there's been so many weird calls this playoffs you just never know like what's a penalty right. what's not um, I originally thought, yeah, it was, and I just, I wasn't, I'm not biased this game at all. I mean, a little bit towards the Chiefs, uh, but like, you're a little bit. but I could care, like, I'm not biased enough to like, you know, admit like when something shouldn't be or should be a penalty. Sure. But sure. I don't know. I thought it was like, it just, but it could go either way. I don't know. I just, it was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's hard to discuss. I don't know what the refs are doing this year. They're just like, <laughs> there's no clear, like definitive on what's like, there's no consistency. Basically. Yeah. There's no, like they're inching towards the replacement ref <laughs> level of ref. <laughs> that was abysmal. <laughs> that was a dark season. 
That was a dark first half. I mean, the Seahawks ended up benefiting from that anyway. Yes, sir. But <laughs> fail Mary. <laughs> fail Mary. That's when he still had Golden Tate. <laughs> I liked Golden Tate outside when he left. <laughs> Let's start talking about the Seahawks. Um, no, but yeah, there was a couple of uh, controversial calls. Did in you that think game. that was a touchdown? That I, little tip in the. Line. I think it was generous. It was I, generous. I see why they allowed it. But it's I find so... it such a stupid rule that that just has to cross the plane. Yeah. But the smallest margin, like, come on, like. It should be you get like a foot down or something. Yeah. Like, it's just. I don't know. It's just it's kind of dumb, right? Just the yeah. little tip of the ball in there, like, like. And the fact that you can't get a definitive angle, do we not? Should we not have overhead cameras over the pylons? If this well, is they have the, they have a camera in the pylon, like <laughs> we'll put one over the pylon so we can see if we're gonna allow hovering touchdowns. I love well, what a game was in the playoffs where they're oh it was the Seahawks Packer game where they're like we're looking at additional footage oh, yeah. like what additional footage <laughs> like where do you have possibly have cameras like on pigeons flying around the stadium <laughs> it like, was like the weird it was so ominous they're like where after looking at <laughs> additional dish, footage like why aren't you looking at it in the first place like <laughs> this is what's, what's so stupid about it like but I don't know like I thought first when i was watching it live and i saw it i'm like no that's not gonna count that's he's yeah. not in i stepped out of you, te- you texted me that you said yeah that's and, not gonna count um i think they just because the original call on the field was a touchdown yeah they, it was inconclusive if it wasn't a t- if they said it was out of bounds it would have stayed would, out of bounds sure. but like i can't remember what down was that like that was third down third down. i still I, that, that's a huge it was a huge call i, I thought they would have gone for it on fourth anyways it's funny though because i thought that that was going to be the the call that I said it to you. That's going to be the call that is going to make or break a fan base for a while, whether you're a Niners fan or a Chiefs fan. Well, a bunch of like Super Bowls have it. Yeah, exactly. even the <laughs> poor Niners fans. That one, the last play against the Ravens uh, when they were last in the Super Bowl. Oh, when I was like the pass interference, which yeah. probably should have been pass interference, and that wasn't called. Yeah, that uh, I've. I feel bad for them. As a as a Seahawk fan, I know when the uh, Super Bowl against the Steelers that was clearly rigged. <laughs> just, just saying, everyone knows. If you look back at the highlights, it was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but the refs are so bad. Like, well, I, I don't know if you can put it on. How much can you put it on the refs though when they're they given can, very vague rules as well? But they're just not consistent at all. Like. But the that's whole, the problem, though. You need the rule book probably needs to be rewritten or redefined as we need to clarify everything here. When I'm on TV, they have the, like the the rule dude. I don't know his official title, but <laughs> you pretty much they they go to him and they're like, "There's like, any penalties?" Like, oh, "Is this a good call?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have like it's a former official in the booth, right? Oh, is it former usually. official? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But usually, it's a former official. I don't know. It just um. He said the play. He, whoever was in the booth, I don't remember. Um. He said he would keep it a touchdown. He would keep it as the call. The I, well, I agree. Like it was kind of too hard to overturn. But, but like, how it was the this... smallest portion of the ball got over like the like the pylon. Or... Is it still a touchdown though? Yeah, I guess by the rule because it breaks the plane, which but... is the stupidest rule. Because I also watched and played rugby, yeah. and to get a, like a a try, aka the rugby's version of a touchdown, you actually have to be in the end zone and you got to touch the ball down on the ground for it to count. Oh. And I'm not saying you should do that in football, yeah. but obviously football originated from rugby. I just think you should be one foot in the end zone for it to count. Like, yeah, that's. Just, I think it should. It be would that clear too. so many things up. Like, but then it gets tough when you have like the goal line stands right, and you're trying to punch the ball in, and guys are on top of bodies like just okay, leaping over the. <laughs> he's in the end zone, but he's on top. I always of a make the entire points. ball has to cross over like the the line. But you need like goal line technology or something. Just right? Put a camera in the ball. How does how does soccer have it so figured out? They do the reviews in two seconds. Well, there is a lot of controversy with VAR and that. But they they have the goal line technology, don't they? They have it in tennis too. <laughs> yeah, that's they can true. instantly review. I don't know how it works. Um, I'm I'm sure it costs a lot of money and in, in oh, like the NFL is way more money than like tennis. I'm pretty sure. Not soccer though. But, no, not soccer. But <laughs> no, I mean. 
I don't know. Is there not technology in this day and age that can get us definitive answers? Like, can we not use a goal line technology to erase everything and we just have the ball there and we see if it's over the line? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, there's going to be... I don't know. There's going to be a bunch of technological advances in sport in the next decade. But just depends how these leagues are open to them. There's like, yeah, you have the traditionalists. Yeah, like the same like old white dudes in charge that yeah. are preventing all these like things from happening. Even the baseball, the, baseball. the robotic umpire. I think they actually agreed to like they try. Didn't they test it? I think in and minor, it wasn't, they, te- they usually do the tests in minor leagues. And it wasn't working very well. I thought. I have no idea how the progress on it. I thought I read somewhere that they agreed to at least try it some in the MLB. I don't know exactly. We'll probably have to look at that. Oh, and do. But I remember goodness. looking at an article that they agreed to do something with them. I that don't would know. be crazy. I it's obviously would be a bigger deal if it was allowed this year. But I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't see. I'm. I I like the the um, ideas of like advancing and making you know yeah. things more fair. But you also kind of like the element of like human error to be there. Yeah, there's like, it's, there's a fun element to it. It's not like you don't want like a robot to be so like 100% precise like when you're watching baseball or something on TV and like for just use baseball for example that most television networks have like the the, the zone you know strike zone yeah, strike and you can zone. see like where like the balls landed yeah and like you're like oh that's a strike and then you really hump our <laughs> ball <laughs> like it's like what <laughs> yeah I remember during the Blue Jays playoff run there was a lot of controversy around those <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know I was just I like the uh, the human air and the suspense that comes with it. So, I don't know. I thought that play was, like, I, too close. But I, too I, close to call. It's, I think it's, I think the the call based on the rule is correct, but I don't really agree with the rule at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I think the NFL, like many sports, um, needs to just go into their rule book and, and decide what, what the, like, we need to define this more clearly. We need to, is it even just a fraction of the football need to be over the line? Or do we need to get the whole entire football over the line? Is it one foot inside the end zone, both feet inside the end zone? Something. What's well, way more than that. It's pass interference. Yeah. What's a catch? Oh, yeah. Like, it expands. <laughs> you could call a holding every play if they wanted to, but you don't. And it's yeah. like, and then like, I don't know, like roughing the passer. It might be the most talked about one. That's like the dumbest, like, penalty there is yeah not the not the penalty itself is done because i get you want to protect you know your players and stuff yeah. like that but just how it's enforced is so inconsistent like you get a little right. tap on the shoulder remember tom brady the chief last year he just swatted his like shoulder pad and oh, got gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's such a joke like i get it when you get laid out yeah like it's no like, but that's what comes with football as a sport is there's so much gray area yeah, it's just course. kind of built that way. That's why you have the traditionalists that said back in my day, yeah, get run over. <laughs> well, and a lot of the defenders say, "Well, how am I supposed to defend with all these rules?" If it's, I I agree. Like, yeah, it's, it's, you feel yeah, you feel for them. How are you supposed to do this? You know, this defending that you've done your entire life. If they're going to change the rules on you, and and now you can't do specific things. But I mean, it's a it's a tight line to walk. Um, it's a contact sport. There's going to be contact, and I it's blatant yeah and like egregious then it's tough everyone's always gonna have a different opinion on it there's yeah. always gonna be someone out there that thinks differently hindsight's 2020 20. it's easy to judge from you know your tv yeah um i also didn't know until like the seahawk packer game that the the first down yellow line was like a yard off on the tv apparently yeah but then yeah. like i don't know you it's just, I, I heard about that too after that uh, it was actually off the tv line was off yeah i don't know but there's so many gray areas they have a, ever since the new Orleans got screwed over it's yeah. been really uh oh god been really uh blown <laughs> up into a big yeah. stirrup but i mean nevertheless you got a good game I think that's the most you could ask for, other than if you were an Niners fan. That was the best offense versus best defense, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, actually, well, I think the Ravens had the best offense, but they were one of the best offenses. <laughs> they just happened to choke. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I said from the beginning of the playoffs, I think the Chiefs will be, you know, yeah. I thought the Chiefs were going to go to the Super Bowl. As I, long as they're healthy, Mahomes is fine. Yeah, I just thought they learned from last year after that loss to New England. They arguably probably should have won. They, but yeah. 
I they I uh they improved their defense like I said last podcast. Yeah. They got Frank Clark from the Seahawks who actually made a big sack to pretty <laughs> much pretty much solidify the game. Yeah. Um and also just like everyone's kind of um pointing at uh, Jimmy G. Yeah. And not being the maybe he's not the guy, but I just don't think people I don't put all the blame on. No, him. no. He he actually wasn't bad. But there's no. a quite a few questionable play calls that were. Yeah, and that's where a lot of people are saying it kind of falls on Shanahan too. Well, also because he was uh, the offensive coordinator, I believe, in Atlanta when they choked that yes, lead to. Yes, he was. Patriots, Isn't so. he like forty and zero in fourth quarters in the Super Bowl or something? <laughs> he's <laughs> he's down forty nothing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> I I just there's a few plays that just made me like kind of like tilt my head like. <laughs> The yeah. late in the game when they were, I think, trying to march down. Oh, it was I think it was when it was uh, 23-20. Was that, was that the score? I don't – for the Chiefs. They were only down by a field goal. I don't know if that was the actual score. I can't remember. Top Are you head. talking about – Like when the – it was like the last 49ers drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 20 – and then they, turned, they threw the pick and he went down and scored and solidified it. Yeah, um, but like the third down, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like they were – I don't know how many yards out. Maybe – 30, 40 yards? No, no, it would have been uh, out. no, they would have been out of field goal range. So they were out of field goal range. They were out. at the 50 yard But they line, went on third down. They went up. They took a moonshot to like the end zone I know. for like Emmanuel Sanders. I'm like, why Why would you try that? Like, <laughs> hey, I, you know, I what? don't understand. Like, if it works, you look like a genius. I yes, get it. But yeah. you were, it's fourth down. You're going to go for it on fourth down. Like, try and move like, like, they're like, the, uh, the chains and just try to get closer to a first yeah. down. Even if that pass connected, you still give so much time for Mahomes and that Chiefs offense to go up and kick oh, a field yeah. goal or even a touchdown. <laughs> so I don't understand that play call whatsoever. It's yeah, just, that was a weird one. You're you're right. I the next <laughs> the next play sacked or no pick right? It was a pick. Yeah. And then boom, game like, like that was game. Why? <laughs> like that was the dumbest play call and. Uh, I don't know if I, I mean, if I was a Niners fan, I'd be scratching my head at that one too. And I don't know, is is Shanahan just not good in the moment? Like, can he just not embrace the moment of being in that final quarter and having to come up clutch and, and call a good play call? Is he just, does he not trust? Like, I, I don't know. Because that is, that is a big play to put in uh, Garoppolo's hands. Like just throw a bomb to the end zone. Um, but I don't know. I don't. Well, the blame's not all on Shanahan. I just, <laughs> um, he's also a young coach. I think you'll learn. Like, don't yeah. forget that it was kind of the vet versus the uh, the new guy, <laughs> as it was That's last true. year with Belichick and uh, Sean McVay. Yeah. And both times the vet made the got the the win. Well, and, and I, I worry about the Niners just kind of falling into that Super Bowl hangover mode where what's kind of happened at least to the Atlanta Falcons and now with the uh, LA Rams you lose that Super Bowl and you just kind of fall back into mediocrity you, you know what I'm saying it'll be tough but I honestly think they're a better team than those teams were constructed um, they got a lot of pieces and they're still growing right um, a lot of young guys on that team and they found a lot of players that were um, I guess that moved around a few teams and they found homes there that started playing really well. Yeah. But also the NFC West is going to be probably, it's probably one of the best divisions in football. 49ers, Seattle, Arizona's on the oh, come up. Yeah. LA Rams are still a very good team, even though they had a step back, they can arguably just be first place next year. Yeah. They wanted to. And, uh, hmm. the, the NFC in general is just probably better than the AFC. That's obviously. true. That's true. But, I don't know. I don't think they'll fall back. Um, you just, just a, yeah. there's still question marks about like what is Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Like he's obviously a good quarterback. Is he elite or is he great? Is he elite? Like you don't know. But yeah. he's paid as if he's elite. Right. Obviously, that's you know how football he, works I think nowadays. He, but I think he's he works fine. But you definitely have to have the team around him working yeah. as well. I don't think he can be uh, like a Mahomes where. You know what? He can make something happen on his own. He's gonna need support from his teammates uh, to make it happen. Um, but going forward, I mean, I think the 49ers will be interesting to watch. I just I wonder about that roster. I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of quarterbacks, okay. Can we just discuss for a moment how the Chicago Bears 
picked Mitch Trubisky second overall over Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. I guess Lamar, too. <laughs> That's like you said earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty though. But but and like he, that pick was so bad though. Like he only started like a few like no he few, was like, fine last year though. Come on, compared to like Mahomes and Watson. No, I know. I'm not trying to but say they were, he's like, better but like than Watson was arguably the clear cut best college quarterback <laughs> that year, and you pick a guy who had only like ten or something college starts, and Mahomes was arguably like he was a you know very high potential prospect. Right. I mean, he wasn't like as dominant as he was in college. Um, now he was in college, but he was still like. That was such a weird pick, and it's going to haunt them for years. Because Mahomes is on track to be a future Hall of Famer. Oh, for sure. Three years, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, and a regular season MVP. Even if he MVP. didn't even win a Super Bowl for the rest of his career, like, he's good enough to freaking, like, I don't know. Hey, but he's, he's already at it. And yeah. It's just, man, that pick is like, <laughs> like, what, how bad do you have to be, like, feel to, like, He's just got to be feeling like I, the I pressure on him. him. Like, I mean, and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the crap falls on him. But, I mean, you got, you, how can you predict that your kicker is going to do a double doink? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <no. laughs> well, uh, I guess that wraps up our Super Bowl talk. It was yeah. an overall good one. Football's not into another uh, September starts back up, I guess. And yeah. Then, are you going to be watching the uh, XFL? In, uh... Yeah, this. So, actually, one thing I need to announce this podcast is officially now an XFL <laughs> exclusive podcast. Yes. Um, we'll have Vince McMahon on next week. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the XFL. Who has the rights? Isn't it? Uh, I think like the score got the rights. Animal Planet. The score app got the rights. It's in Canada. I don't know. I will watch the first game and probably nothing else. Well, I just wonder how, like, if it'll stay. Like, I, it's kind of smart to have it right after the NFL. People are just kind of like bummed over, you know, on well, football. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the CFL is here, but that's not really on America's but radar. But that doesn't even start till June, though. When do they start? When's the XFL start? And like in a in a week, a few days. Are you serious? Yeah, it starts in like a week. Are people on these rosters? Yeah, they have they've teams. <laughs> Fair enough. Tell me more. <laughs> There's like eight teams. I mean, like <laughs> eight teams. Yeah, I mean, it's it's smart. I don't know how like effective it'll be. Are they still doing instead of the coin flip like the NFL does? <laughs> are they still kicking the ball and having two players from each team fight over the ball? I wish. <laughs> I would not go over in 2020. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, it's interesting to see how these like other football leagues will work. It yeah. kind of makes me wonder how there's like, there's so many like rookies that get drafted in the NFL that never like <laughs> see playing time. And you're just like, like what is the development like process like for the, these players? Like, you know, yeah. NHL has all those, you know, they have leagues that you can send your prospects down. Baseball, they have the junior and, leagues, yeah. yeah. Basketball is the, uh, the G League now. Yeah, football, football. <laughs> like call you call and you're right there. <laughs> football like, cuts you and you're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like it would be smart to try and like have a development league. Yeah, like, I feel like it could go over well. I mean, that's what I thought the uh, alliance of a, the AFL, a, a, yeah, a, no, AAF was gonna be. <laughs> actually, I'm so sad that actually collapsed. I thought it was actually doing quite well. <laughs> Um, for an inaugural season. I mean, Are you for real? I thought I was gaining some traction. One of my professors went to a game in Orlando. <laughs> no, the Orlando Apollos. They're probably the. I biggest. hope he got there before the league collapsed. They're probably the. They're the biggest team there. They they won the uh, the league. No, oh, they won the league. <laughs> well, I think by by forfeit they did, but they oh, the best record. So congratulations to the Orlando Solar Bears or whatever. <laughs> the Orlando Apollos. <laughs> Um, but yeah. Oh God! Um, <laughs> enough about failed football leagues. <laughs> as much as I'm excited about the XFL, which Big will... Boy going to be doing the XFL championship halftime? I'm pretty sure Big Boy will be playing for one of the teams. <laughs> I don't see him releasing music lately. No, there's no Atlanta uh, XFL teams. So. Oh, okay. Well, then Big Boy can no longer play for them. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess moving on from football-related stuff, uh, you had a. Uh, You've had a rough. Uh... I had a rough night. 
Um, you have a rant that you want to get to that uh, is going to touch the hearts of many, I assume. <laughs> okay, well, we want to... So our, our goal was to try and keep this podcast diverse in terms of sports and and talk entertainment. about... Entertainment. Yeah, sports, entertainment. Talk about, we talk about big boy. Um, <laughs> big boy's boys. <laughs> big boy and his boys. Um, you know, talk about all sports and not really stay contained to one team or anything. But I think we've disclosed, at least in the last podcast we did, we're Leaf fans. Um, Sadly. Unfortunately. and uh, Unbiased Leaf fans, I should add that. Yes. We, so don't group us in with all the whack jobs on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a specific group of Twitter. <laughs> There's specific groups of Twitter that we don't want to be associated with. Um, we try to keep it pretty above the board and, and um, you know, pretty honest. And But I, I think I need to talk about some things here with the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, specifically two players. I mean, you've been following them more than I have this past, I guess, week. Yeah. Um, you said you haven't watched them much. I haven't watched them much. I've had no interest to watch. I don't know what it's been. I just I see them on. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> well, usually I forget they're on. Then You're by lucky. the time I notice they're on, I see Leafs Nation melting down. So I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna stay away from this game. But uh, well, yeah, you... I'm gonna let you take on this rant because I literally have not been following that much besides the obvious. But mm-hmm. take it away and. Uh... <laughs> well, last night. They uh, they played the Florida Panthers. It's a big divisional game. Two teams are fighting for a playoff spot. The Leafs were in the playoff spot as of last night, but they were clinging on to it. Um, they were just above the Panthers by two points, but the Panthers had, I believe, two games in hand. Um, here's my issue. Is that how long are we going to keep doing this with Cody Cece and Michael Hutchinson? I... Listen, I don't think Michael Hutchinson is the worst anymore. I mean, earlier in the season, he couldn't win a game for his life, but I attributed that. <laughs> I was with Mike Babcock, I putting was, him, feeding I was him to say, the Wolves. I attribute that to Mike Babcock not giving him favorable starts and stuff, but whatever. Fair enough. Co- why, why are we still doing this with Cody Cece? Why is this still a thing? He is not good enough. Cody Cece is not good enough. He's not good. He's not a good defenseman. He's not good. He, he doesn't fit. It doesn't work anymore. It's not going to work. We need to stop trying this. It's just not a thing that's going to work. So why do we keep doing this? I'm tired of watching Cody Cece play. I tweeted last night. Please tell me if Cody Cece is going to be playing in the next game so I know if I should watch or not. Because what's the point? They're giving him solid minutes. The good solid minutes he's playing and he's giving he's got nothing to show for it didn't he only play 14 minutes against the panthers oh oh he made the most of those 14 (laughs) minutes then did he ever i mean two goals in 58 seconds is an impressive feat to to and being responsible for for both of them so what so these goals are on cc rather than hutchinson because I, I never the know. The third goal. So there's always people that are like, thanks, Hutchinson. I'm like, Cece. <laughs> like, it's the, all like, everyone's sharing the blame, but there's mostly just two people. There's the two blame. people there. And so you had Cody on the third. So, okay. Let me break this down for you because you said you didn't watch. The three, they were up 3-1 to start the third, right? They were up 2-1. Third period started. They scored right away. It was 3-1. You should have that locked down. No bark off playing. Okay, you have a 3-1 lead, you lock that boat down, you batten down the hatches, and you go for the win. What do they do? They throw uh, Mr. Cody Cece out there on the ice. Um, and it's just, it's it's upsetting. <laughs> it's mind-boggling that we keep doing this. And on the third goal, I mean, I think the first two you can attribute to Cody Cece more. The third goal, you're looking at... Cody Cece losing his um, losing his battle, not being tough enough. He needs to be tougher on Mike Hoffman. But also you just have uh, Hutchinson letting in a softie from the side of the net, from below the net. You need, like, how long are we just going to keep doing this? 
how long are we just going to keep riding with Cody CC and Michael Hutchins? You're, you can't do that. Frederick Anderson, it sounds like the injury is not too bad. He's not going on the trip to New York um, for the game, but it sounds like it's not too bad, um, which they're thanking their lucky stars right now. But what happens if he goes out in a playoff game? You know what I mean? What happens if you need your backup in crucial moments? Which, which, like last night, I think is the most crucial that they've had this season. This is a big game. You have a chance to really make some ground on a divisional opponent that you lost to already before the All-Star break, and you fail to do it again. It's embarrassing. It's lazy. It's stupid that we keep doing the same stuff. This is a problem I had with Mike Babcock, that he trusts bad players. And I like Sheldon Keefe. I like a lot of the stuff that he's done. But that it's just not good enough. And, and I think, how long are we just going to keep pretending that this is fine? How long are we going to keep pretending that not having an NHL backup is fine? Michael Hutchinson, yes, I know. He's won four games or whatever. That's fine. He's been fine lately. When we like one of the aspects of being a backup goaltender is coming in relief, and in relief he's like a 700 goaltender. It's not good enough. So I mean that's where my rant kind of ends. I know it was probably overhyped or whatever, but it's just it's frustrating. And and I if I probably would have had a lot more to say last night. Now that I've had some time to sit on it, relax. I'm feeling better now, but. It's just frustrating. How long are we just going to keep pretending that this is fine? You know what I mean? I, make a move already. Do something. I, I don't know. I, I have been rambling. Do you got anything to say, Josh? So here's my take on the situation on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Um, so obviously I haven't been following every game. I feel like you watch most of them. Right. I watch a, f- a fair amount, but I honestly just, you know... Sometimes I just can't be bothered to be quite honest. Yeah, like um, you said, you you. Uh... If I if I sometimes I won't even remember they're playing, and I'll you know check my phone. I'll be on Twitter, and I will already see Leaf Nation <laughs> melting down. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a good idea to stay away, sit this one out. Right. But um, yeah, it's been the same thing for like feels like forever, even more than this season. Yeah. Like, so this in a way. All this adversity they've been going through, I feel like it's a good thing if they squeak into the playoffs. I feel like it can help them out yeah. if obviously changes are needed to do that. But just say I think for the core guys going further, it's probably a good you know lesson. Even if they miss the playoffs, it would suck, but it'd still be a good lesson. Right. Because since they've came into you know the league, they've had nothing but you know success. Obviously, you know whatever you define success as some people say it's defined as winning the Stanley Cup but like some say for, it's even just winning a playoff series yeah but for like for how bad our teams have been for them to come in and just pretty much instantly become a playoff contender it's right. obviously it was you know a nice change now we're greedy and want more which is obviously you know welcome because but that's what it, it should be yeah 100% yeah. but anyways going back um yeah, I you know Michael Hutchison sort of the backup. Just focus on the backup right now. Yeah, Michael Hutchison since Keith took over, he's obviously been better. He's been getting starts. He hasn't been their answer. Which no, is, and the Leafs need someone stable and the hold on the four. And people look at um, I I can I'm gonna butcher his name. Yorgiev. Yorgiev. Alexander Yorgiev from New York. Yeah, him. And they just call him Big G. Yeah, Big G. They look at his numbers and go, like, well, he's not the answer either. But I'm like, well, New York's a far worse team. Yeah. And honestly, my I, I kind of want him. I know that seems like I'm jumping on the bandwagon of like everyone else says that. Yeah. You know, a typical Leafs Nation, oh, get this guy. It's so easy. But mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me a bit of James Reimer. And I mean that in the best way possible because. It seemed like when James Reimer okay. played here, he had his best games when everything was melting down in front of him. <laughs> and I feel like you know he what? does that too, especially when like we pepper him with shots. He has like career games every time he plays. Yeah, the he has a career 50 I'm save like, game. I feel like that suits <laughs> us so well. And I'm like, okay, that would be a... I would prefer him over old Ryan Miller. <laughs> like yeah. Ryan Miller would run out of gas on this team. Like, is Ryan Miller with a team right now? He's on, he's on the Ducks. He's the Ducks. He's still with the up. Ducks? Yeah, no, he's like 40 years old. But Wow. Jeez. Um, I, I, people look at him like, like oh Dubas is going to do something that we won't see coming like, I'm like uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know I but, think he might be content. but I feel like the, the 
like Alexander Gigoriev. Gigoriev? Okay, you know, Big G is going <laughs> to... I feel like he actually suits the Leafs' play style yeah. but better than those guys. And he's also free agent this year. I think RFA, I believe. Yeah. And obviously the Leafs... Tyson Berry's not coming back. Nope. And I don't think he should either no. for his own sake. Yeah, um, for sure. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, so that's cap relief. And um, mm-hmm. hopefully they re-sign Jake Muzzin. I think he adds another element that the Leafs don't have. They're in have. talks with him right now. Yeah, so hopefully that doesn't drag on to, <laughs> you know, past free agency. but uh, Or two free agency. I don't think say. they can afford to let it with that defense. No, and... Sandine's been a nice, you know, addition. Yeah. I th- obviously, I thought he was just started the year, but you know, the protectors. Oh, oh, the yeah. uh, what's it called? The entry level contract, whatever. The yeah. want to keep that done. Obviously, that can happen now. Um, Lil- they're probably more so than just saving Lilligren at this point. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. Maybe that's why Lilligren's not really getting that much time. I don't know, but he'd be better than CC. <laughs> he would be. Um, he would be. But um, I don't think we're gonna see it. But yeah, so I feel like they definitely need to make a move on the backup goalie. You kind of feel bad for Hutchinson because you know you know he's trying, but he just simply he's a doesn't good guy. have it. Um, hopefully, you know if he gets sent down to the Marlies, he can help him out there. Obviously, Casimir Kazi Suo is not the answer yeah. either. Although I felt so bad for him in that Pittsburgh game. Oh my god, <laughs> Malkin that wide was open. The, <laughs> that was the pre-trial to the. He was Mike he started Pop-Cock off too. so good, and then. Or not so good, but he started off pretty decent to his NHL career. Then you got people leaving Malkin wide open on the slot. Poor yeah. guy. But, uh, yeah, so then Cody Ceci, man, the defense. <laughs> so something just needs to change. Like, Cody Ceci needs to go, obviously. What yeah. team wants to take him on? I don't know. Um, depends what they can get back. You might have to package him with something else. You obviously can't do – you don't have a first because I went with Marlowe. Yeah. Um, but, like – Thank pe- God that – People are just, there. like – protected people are um obviously criticizing that trade and i get why but i still prefer this over oh, four years of zeitz yes at the same cap hit exactly um i don't know what the process was in giving cody cc four and a half million something about arbitration i think to avoid yeah, arbitration they like tendered there was a his fear, offer. well there was a i think if they went to arbitration there was a fear that he could get five million somehow but that's what i remember hearing but i don't know how no, accurate that is they could have the lowest they could have given him given him was 200k less but I think if the arbitrator sided with Cody Cece's camp, he could have got five million. But yeah, it's very unlikely that he, they would have sided with. But I just don't think they want to take that chance. I think they were just kind of like, we want to have good morale. We want to keep our mm-hmm. players. You know, we want to keep spirits up. So let's just not make this a big deal. And, and you, you know, you, you just kind of feel bad for the guy because he's been nothing but ripped on ever since. You know. He's coming to the league. Obviously, he came in. You know, I just highly. don't know how he's had a consistent NHL career. Oh, he's people love you know, hanging on the guys that had good junior careers. He's that's like, a good point. He was an offensive D man in junior. A pick. Yeah, and he was pretty much asked to like drop all of his offensive game <laughs> and play defense. And that, if you kind of think about it, that's so unfair. That's like asking Morgan Riley when he came into the league to just yeah forget all your offense, which Mike Babcock kind of did at first. <laughs> didn't give him any power play though. To teach him to you know play defense a bit but morgan riley obviously adjusted a bit better than cody cc obviously not perfect at times yeah but you know you take that for with the points he get, uh he gains cody cc does nothing but <laughs> of that <laughs> nature but i honestly thought giving him a lot less ice time would benefit him and putting it's, him on a third pair it's still no nope, it's not working so uh, you just you can't go into the playoffs no, with him or a playoff push with him it's just He's our Jake Gardner this year, mm-hmm. and I don't know, like, will you replace him with, apparently, you know, Brendan Dillon in San Jose has been a, you know, talk <laughs> I about. don't know if I want that one. I don't even know, like, <laughs> much of his game, but, like, he's got to do something. I don't know if he... They'll do... I think they'll do something. I've heard they've sniffed around on Matt Dumba. That's been That's not been happening. <laughs> they've talked. They said they, they've asked about it. They've inquired. Like, Josh Manson's obviously been there, but you have to give up a large... You know. You're probably looking at one of your big offensive guys, like a Kapanen, um, or Andreas Janssen. I don't know; those guys are expendable now. I don't see the big buzz about Andreas Janssen. I think he's easily expendable now. I don't think he provides a whole lot for the no. Leafs that can't be replaced by someone else, probably for cheaper or even in a free agency. I think he's a piece that you know 
I don't know how to describe him. Like, it kind of reminds me of like what Connor Brown did this year. If you put him on yeah. a bad team on a first line, he's going to get lots of points. Right. I feel like on this Leafs, he's a max 15, maybe 20 goal guy. Right. The right. best. But I honestly <laughs> think you take a better D man for him any day. Yeah. And you have and to do it. Now. If Mikheyev comes back, which you're hoping for, like right before the playoffs, too. Yeah. Just put him in his spot. Like, yeah. He's easily expendable. And I like Captain Timashov's there, too. I'm actually a big fan of Timoshov. I think too. he adds like I think he should be in the lineup a lot more. <laughs> Me too. He's a small you. guy, but he actually hits and he like <laughs> makes plays every time he's in. Yeah, I don't know. I I think there's a lot of uh, there's expendable pieces there, and something's got to give. Whether that is Janssen or Kapanen, like you said, I think I'd rather prefer to keep Kapanen, but depends on the team they're talking to and what they're looking for, and and you know it should be an interesting trade deadline. Should be an yeah, interesting one. It will be. Hopefully, they actually come through with something this year. Yeah, I know. You're gonna rumors gonna be it's flying. Not Lindholm getting traded for Nick Patan. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was their big move last year. Oh yeah, I don't even know what Nick Patan's doing. He's in the Marlies, I guess. But anyways, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's good enough for our episode today, though. Um, um, we were. <laughs> this episode's been full of technical difficulties, yeah. and we're kind of. Uh, we're getting exhausted. It's been bit. a bunch of uh, pause cuts and edits you know, redos and uh yeah so it's, you uh, might notice a little bit of choppiness i don't know throughout the podcast hopefully it sounds pretty good to you guys we're just a little exhausted and gassed this week um nick has a growl on right now yeah i'm starving i need to go get some food so hold on <laughs> it was a pretty fun episode it was a good episode um we'll try to f- work out the kinks for next week i think i'll be able to get my sister christina on for next week to do an interview too mm-hmm. so that'll could be a good uh, portion of the show and you guys will enjoy that just talking about cause she's going to be at the nwhl all-star uh weekend this weekend and so that'll be pretty cool and she can talk about that with us and uh for those who don't know where can you watch uh nwhl games yeah you can watch it on twitch uh twitch.tv um you just go to the nwhl channel they also have nwhl2 if you just search that in it'll come up and you can watch their games they're usually on the weekends saturdays and sundays sometimes they'll do like friday games it's actually Um, good hockey i recommend watching it i've tuned in a few times and uh (laughs) that's uh, quite interesting that uh, even the, like, the whole production is just you know it's great so yeah um, no it's it's really good they've and they've stepped it up as they've gone as hopefully we can do with this podcast and stuff yeah. like production as we go on but she'll be a really good guest uh, i think you guys will really like her um but for now i think that's been a good episode yeah I'm hopefully we have some it. music for next week too yeah we're working on that getting a good intro and just music throughout but yeah well it's a work in progress. Yeah, second podcast down. Hopefully, hope you, guys, hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs>